0: This is Midlife Mastery, session number three. Welcome to the Midlife Mastery podcast, where getting control of your time, your money and your life are the keys to an amazing second act. If living authentically matters to you, then you're in the right place. And now, here's your host, Peter Fritz. This episode of Midlife Mastery is brought to you by Fizzle. Fizzle is an online training resource and community for indie entrepreneurs who want to earn a living doing something that they actually love. I've been on the internet since about 96 and I've read enough content on online business and entrepreneurship to choke a donkey I reckon and it's very rare to come across a group of people or a resource that you just know is genuine where there is enormous value um, and where the intention behind the creators is clearly genuine and Fizzle is definitely one of those organisations they're very rare in the online space. Now this is an unpaid message because my number one goal with this podcast and with midlifetribe.com is to help you to master your midlife and reinvent yourself for a great second act. And Fizzle's had a huge impact on the way I do business, and I'd like you to benefit from everything that's helped me along my journey. So Fizzle is offering a five-week free trial to listeners of Midlife Mastery. So just go to midlifetribe.com slash fizzle and start your free five-week trial with access to their entire course library and their powerful founder stories. So that's midlifetribe.com slash fizzle. Today, we're going to talk about something which I think all of us can relate to, which is a distinct lack of time. Uh, When you get to this kind of uh, period in your life, especially if you're in your 40s like I am, time is one of the most cherished assets that you have and one of the things that you tend to have the least of. And one thing that I have seen time and time again uh, amongst people my age is this, I guess, this underlying belief that... um, there's still plenty of time left to do the things that they've always wanted to do. And really, uh, my belief is that one of the biggest mistakes that you can have in life is thinking that you have time. Because we all know that um, every year goes uh, faster than the last. Uh, The weeks just seem to fly by so quickly. Um, It seems that every second or third day, I'm saying to my wife, geez, it's Thursday again. It's just incredible how quickly time how quickly time goes, and you know I guess this is one of life's paradoxes. You know we're told to treat every day as our last, to live in the moment and enjoy your life. There's no time like the present. Time waits for no man. All that kind of kind of stuff. Um, But I'm going to tell you a story about um, a Christmas party that I was at a few years ago. And the CEO, who's been a fantastic friend and mentor of mine for whoo, going on twenty years now, uh, he wandered up to me and he said, So, how's it going, Fritzy? Now, um, he's a person whose company I really enjoy. Um, his impact uh is delivered mostly through the example that he set and the standards by which he lives his own life. He's worked very hard all of his life. He's, uh, I guess, one of those old school guys that started working on the land and then uh, moved up through uh, different types of businesses and industries as technology evolved. And now he's built a substantial business from almost nothing. And yet he still managed to lead a very harmonious and fulfilling life. But At the time, at this Christmas party, he was now in his 70s, and he was still committing a huge amount of time uh, to this company. Uh, A few months earlier, I'd pressed him about his plans for the future because uh, I knew that, um, you know, it wouldn't be long before he would start to think about his exit strategy if he hadn't already. And I asked him when he was going to start spending more time doing the other things he loved. And he said, oh, I'm having too much fun to quit. Now, that's that's a great answer. I mean, if you're involved in work which you truly enjoy, then it's wonderful to be that engaged that you don't want to quit because you're having a lot of fun. But I kind of sense that the real reason that he said that was it was more rooted in sort of nostalgia and maybe an old-fashioned belief system that says that your work really should supersede any pleasure pretty much till the day you die. So that day at the Christmas party, I said, you know what, Ken, your biggest problem is that you think you have time. And I caught him off guard. He said, say that again. So I did. And he said, write that down for me. So I wrote it down for him. See, the thing is, I think I'd struck a nerve. He hadn't really considered how little time was left to him or the opportunities that this realization offered. Like a lot of us, his work ethic was too deeply ingrained in, well, I guess his day to day habits, and the idea of restructuring his whole life to let more important stuff in had never really taken root. Well, a year later, he announced he'd be stepping down as CEO to take on the role of board chairman. I have to say, I was excited to witness his transformation. I recall seeing him a few weeks after he changed roles to become board chairman and the difference was really noticeable it was palpable he looked dangerously healthy visibly happier and almost cheeky in his demeanor now he still contributes to the business um but he also has a a really well used gym membership which he didn't before um and he's becoming very competent with his guitar which was a hobby in the past but now he's really he's getting to pro level and, um, you know, his life has improved enormously. He's walked the 800 kilometer uh, Camino Santiago de Santiago in Spain with one of his daughters. He's travelled to Italy and Antarctica. Um, he's having a ball. In fact, while I'm recording this podcast right now, he's up in Greenland. Uh, he went four weeks without replying to any of my messages and I started thinking something had happened to the guy, but um, uh, he sent me a message a couple of days ago and all is well. He's just having a ball. He's having the time of his life. Nowadays we catch up regularly for breakfast Which I really enjoy He says our catch-ups help him to stay in sync With the younger person's perspective on things too Which is nice Now contrast Ken's decision With my dad's old boss This bloke's name was Joe And he too had built a very successful business, a lot of it off the back of my dad's reputation as a craftsman and a builder of substance and integrity. My dad's been building since he was 14 years old, actually younger, I think. Uh, He built his parents' home when he was 14 years old, two story with a basement and attic, and they lived in that house until they died. So my dad was uh, a fantastic builder, he's now retired. But over the course of three or four decades, This uh, old boss of my dad's had acquired a substantial property portfolio. Years early, he could have easily thrown in the towel, probably a decade or two before he actually did. It wasn't until his wife died that he made the decision to stop. For years, she'd actually begged him to travel, Um, but like so many of us, he didn't stop to consider that there might be a whole other world out there beyond working and accumulating stuff. There were a lot of things that apparently he wanted in life, according to my dad, but his only concession to pleasure was a small yacht that he sailed on the occasional weekend. His car was a rusty old valiant with a potato sack on the seat to stop the springs from ripping off the family jewels. Apparently, he really wanted a Mercedes-Benz, but despite having enough money to run a whole fleet of them, he never scratched that itch. He said he didn't want customers knowing that he had money. After his wife died, he had his light bulb moment. Finally, he would travel. He set out on a trip to Antarctica, which coincidentally was number one on his wife's bucket list, but unfortunately he became gravely ill and he died. His biggest mistake was he thought he had time. And now those two useless bums that masquerade as his sons have inherited all of his wealth and they're probably pissing it away on booze and God knows what else. These two stories raise an important question. Should you drop everything and follow your dreams? Well, the answer is, if you can afford to, absolutely. But if you can't, well, not yet. The answer, of course, the real answer, depends on a range of factors, not least of which is the courage to take the perceived risk. I've seen plenty of men with businesses that run very well without them, or which are ripe for acquisition by somebody else, but they just can't let go of them. They honestly think that their world will end if they're not driving the machine or badgering their staff every day. More often than not, it's really more a fear of identity loss or a lack of post-retirement plans rather than some inability to finance retirement. They simply don't know what they'd do with themselves if they weren't at work. Likewise, a lot of us climb the corporate ladder acquiring all the requisite trinkets in the process, only to develop this mindset that there's no way back. Perhaps you've got decades of experience in a particular field with a unique set of skills and an impressive salary, but your ability to diminish, uh, sorry, your ability to pivot tends to diminish with age. I mean, could you find a job in this field again or switch careers altogether? Could you leave it all behind to start something of your own? How would a dramatic change affect your income, your reputation, or worse, your ego? So the question persists. Can you afford to follow your dreams? Can your ego, your income and your perceived reputation handle such a decision? And it is a perceived reputation. Thinking positive, dreaming big and burning your bridges is easy when you're in your 20s. But doing it in your 40s or your 50s, that takes planning. In some cases, I think it's best to stay where you are, but restructure your work arrangements or your personal commitments to allow room for other things in your life. That thing you've always wanted to do or that passion that you want to explore, a lot of these things can be pursued on the side. Over time, they can be monetized. They can be turned into something which generates revenue. Uh, they can find multiple channels in which to live and spread. And they become they can become a proper side hustle, a side project. For many people, this is perfect. I think a lot of people would enjoy their jobs a whole lot more if it wasn't the only thing that they had going for them. If they had something else, like a passion project, something they could really sink their teeth into and you know, think about when they're not working when they're not doing anything else something that they can look forward to i think that would be enough for them it's been said that man's greatest surprise is old age i reckon you could ask any person in their 70s or 80s and they'd probably tell you the same thing i'm in my late 40s and i can't believe how quickly i got here if you want to want to enjoy your second act and live on your own terms then recognize that what you do tomorrow really matters what you do every day matters If you don't change what you're doing, nothing else will change. But simply knowing that you can break away from the old routine is the most important foundation stone on the path that you want to create. It's not just that you can live a life of harmony and fulfillment. I think you absolutely must. Otherwise, what's the point of it all? If all the risk-taking, the ass-kissing and the grinding hasn't made you happy, then what the hell have you been doing it for? After all, how much time do you think you have? that's it from me for this week thank you for listening i've got a fantastic free download for you over at the midlife tribe website it's a 65 odd page full color landscape style book called 15 ideas for midlife mastery it's a really good way to kickstart your journey on midlife mastery and midlife reinvention that's at midlifetribe.com forward slash 15 ideas if you enjoyed this show i'd love it if you'd subscribe and if you could leave a rating and an honest review that would also be wonderful it helps other people to find the show Uh, you can follow me on instagram and facebook at midlife tribe until next week thanks a lot for listening i'll talk to you then bye-bye thanks for listening to the midlife mastery podcast For more ideas on creating the perfect second act, go to midlifetribe.com and learn how to master your time, your money and your life.